A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing, we are committed, no turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. So we are talking yes. about TCC is about establishment of kingdom economy. economy. Kingdom and we are very economy. specific in the term we have used. Mm. Because kingdom economy is a bigger term than kingdom money. Mm. So basically we're very clear to talk about kingdom money. Okay. Talking about kingdom economy. economy. So this is our equipping for war. Yes. Okay. So we are equipped and we are equipping. Mm. We are equipped and we're equipping. <laughs> That's a principle. That means responsibility is, yes. on all of us. Yes. Because sometimes we feel like responsibility is on you yes. to equip. No. So you're equipping. That is yeah. an impartation. Equipped to equip. When I'm imparted with yes. this grace, yes. I also equip. Exactly. So the primary issue is, once you are properly equipped for this economy, mm -hmm. the most important thing is your ability to be a trainer of trainers. Mm. 
In other words, you can help others also walk in what you know. Mm. It is not that what you know makes you proud when you show up, makes you special when you show up. No. Every time you show up, your intent is for others mm. to benefit from this, and you also want to benefit from what they are bringing. You yes. keep seeing us oh, using yes. those two terms. Mm -hmm. It's a mutual beneficial scenario. So this is the strength we bring to the rest of the Ecclesia. So this practically means that each kingdom community Listen carefully. Yes. This is unique about grace. Yes. Each kingdom community can look at the exact same scripture. Exact. Yes. And extract a completely different impartation from mm. it. That's why it's called the living word. Yes. You know, wh wh while God. scripture may have some unique specifics to certain topics mm -hmm. or certain situations, you will find that certain concepts have many underlying meanings. So you can read the same scripture and extract it from an economic standpoint, mm. from a family standpoint, from a political standpoint. Mm. From it does it is it is that it's dynamic. interesting when you say that we have only one Bible. Yes. This Bible is where we have captured God's intent for us. And yes. that's why we are saying that same Bible God says, listen, you're going to live how many generations? How many yes. thousands of years? That how many billions of people? But those same people will read the same book. There's no way we say in this season, let's add one new book because the millennials are not understanding this old one. God tells you that same book will same. address the millennials. It will address Gen Z. It will go back and address yes. the silence. In the same and season. And future generations. That's the power same of the word of God. I think for me, every time I think of this, and I remember my favorite scripture, Matthew 4, 4, where Jesus says, man lives on the proceeding word of God. Lives is not that I just wake up one morning and live and quote. Exactly. And quote. Yes. No, yes. you live. Meaning your life. When you look at your life, every dimension of your life, is supposed to be governed by the word of God. Meaning the proceeding word of God will shape every area of your life exactly. as it ought to. It's supposed, yeah. whatever you're supposed to be experiencing yes. at a particular see, time. Yeah. yeah, what we're suffering from mm -hmm. is a lack of impartation. Mm. Yes. Generationally, mm -hmm. see, he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not, listen, not the God of Abraham, mm -hmm. the God of Isaac, mm -hmm. the God of Jacob. The God of, of Abraham, Abraham Isaac, Jacob. He is constant. They are changing. Mm. <laughs> Very important. And as they change, he's still their God. Mm. That means he manifested differently to them, mm. but he remained the same. Mm. The word that governed Abraham yes. is the same word that governed, but in his time, it's manifested differently. Exactly. The same word of God. So that when we say that we here now, when yes. we look at the patriarchs, we do not think they had a different word. Yes. We are using the same word. And that's why we have to keep repeating over and over. Guys, if you come to that place of sitting and meditating on the power of the word of God, in fact, the Bible reminds you that same word that that brought Jesus yes. back to life. Yes. That same, same one. Same. That same one that created the heavens and same the earth. Word. That is the same word you're reading. There's no, There's difference. no difference. The only difference with us yes. is the amount of revelation that, we allow it to explode. That, yeah, that's why we call it di impartation disconnect. Hmm. See, impartation disconnect. Yeah, because of impartation disconnect, okay. what we have today is we are saying, the millennials are saying, this message hmm. is old. No. The problem is that they're only being exposed to an old extraction of a new truth. Explain. <laughs> In other words, somebody is still trying to speak to them the way it was spoken to their mm. grandfathers. Mm. Okay. Instead of knowing that that same word mm. has a way of being current with them because the word is eternal. Mm. Even they are not. Yes. They are not new. <laughs> yes. The word is newer than them. <laughs> yes. So the issue is we need skilled workers. That's why mm. Jesus said, pray to the master to send skilled laborers. The word is fine. It is the, it the, is the laborer, the okay. sower type. Yes. And that's why impartation is important. Mm. Because when impartation is given, it activates a new generation within their skill set. And their time. And their generation. I think the problem is when you start talking to me, the same way you talk to my grandfathers, if, they were, to, if they were to resurrect, they will wonder why you're not receiving the word with power because they did. 
in their time, in their time. it was that. Yes. So in our time, if, if we try to go back, and that's why people start keep saying, where is the God of our forefathers? Where is the God of Elijah? And God is saying, listen, do not take that. Yes, yes, we are reading Elijah. We are seeing what you did with him. But in our time, how do we take the same word but bring it in our time? We don't allow God to do that. Yes. We always want to go to the archives. Absolutely. You know? I, th I think one of these days we may need mm -hmm. to once again revisit the parallel of the releasing of a prophetic word in human history. Okay. Because we can we tend to think that the developments in the earth mm -hmm. are overtaking the word of God. Mm. We we tend to think that when things are happening, the the, the kingdom needs to catch up. Mm. No. The kingdom's movement is activating the things you're seeing. Mm. But where is your case? Yeah, that means if the kingdom movement mm -hmm. is what is activating technology. Yes. The reason we have AI is because that is where we are in the spirit. Yes. If you don't understand that, then you'll think this is an incredible reality. But the how, how, of God is backward. How does the church adjust to this? No. No. <laughs> the church, the, the kingdom activated this, mm. which means there should be a mindset in the earth that mm. is superior mm. to this. When Babylon was the superpower, Daniel was ahead. Hmm. That's the principle. Yes. That means, where are the Daniels hmm. of today hmm. to tell us what is actually happening in technology? So in every season, when you look at Daniel, we are supposed to say in his time, yes. he was ahead of he was technology. Ahead. He was ahead of the government. He was ahead yes. of the people. Exactly. So that pattern, God is now telling you, look it at exists. Daniel and telling you to yourself, in your time, you ought to have a people with That's that it. Daniel mentality, a people who are ahead of time, yes. a people who are saying that God has given me wisdom. Yeah. God has given me wisdom. And in this wisdom, I am now ahead of? That's it every system around me and i can articulate i can even direct where it is going yes so for us to get into clarity we need to now relook at the two scriptures we began this year with mm -hmm. the ones about being at hebron but through the eyes of kingdom economy and kingdom business in okay. other words it's the exact same scriptures but in other words as we come as tribes to hebron mm -hmm. it's a prophetic place not yes. a location mm -hmm. we must look at Whatever you are, you look at that scripture in context of the grace your community carries, mm. your impartation carries. We are looking at same scripture according to it. In other words, they all came to Hebron, but look at, even though they all came to make David, David king, king, all of them came to function different. Mm. That's the issue. That is First Chronicles. 1223. Now these were the numbers of the divisions that were equipped for war and came to David at Hebron to turn over the kingdom of Saul to him according to the word of the Lord. And also we want to look at First Chronicles 1238. Uh -huh. All these men of war who could keep ranks came to Hebron with a loyal heart to make David king over all Israel and all the rest of Israel were of one mind to make David king. So We've seen the scriptures, we've seen them again. But now it is important to note, as they came together, though the Bible said they celebrated for three days, yes, they did not come to celebrate. That was not the mission. Yes. <laughs> okay. They celebrated getting together. Mm. So we are celebrating this mm. season yes. of the relationships all over. You'll see a lot of across relationships and different leaders speaking in different communities and all that without changing the dynamic yes all right even though they did that that's not why they met mm. they met to prepare for war. Mm. wait <laughs> so <laughs> even though we see celebrations yes. we might never lose the narrative we are exactly. here for war exactly so i think that is important because sometimes when we celebrate we might like go beyond and yes. forget why are we here absolutely and when we talk about war i think for us today's conversation yes. this yes. is what we need to understand what, what to is understand? our war oh yeah and, and, and i'll come to that just let me highlight that again yes. because a lot of people a there's a group asking when will all these communities come together mm. <laughs> answer they are coming together okay okay coming together doesn't mean all the congregations being brought together mm. coming together means the leaders are in agreement, are in alliance. Oh. That's the coming together. So don't look for a day when these hundred people will meet these hundred people. They may never meet. Mm. Mm. What is important is that the leaders are coming together, they are bringing the different graces together, mm. and they are each releasing the various graces into each other's community. Mm. So we will remain our uniqueness. We will not become a new 
denomination. Okay. Will not become a, a super network. No. Everybody will continue functioning in their strength. autonomously yes. in their strength, but okay. now they'll be drawing from each other's strength. And each community will benefit from what everybody else is bringing. Mm -hmm. In other words, we are giving the devil many targets. It will be very hard to hit <laughs> us. <laughs> I think when you talk about Ecclesia coming yes. together as, as the leaders come in, alliances, these leaders coming together, yes. when we see that, um, I'm just thinking when you're talking yes. about when the shepherds brought their uh, sheep, sheep together. together. Yes. And then in the, uh, when they're leaving, yes. each leader will make their sound. Yes. And the sheep will, will hear follow. the sound of their yes. shepherd. Exactly. And they will follow. That's it. Meaning we're in a season where when we come together and understand yeah, yeah. that in our community we are talking about kingdom economy. Yes. In their community they are talking about healing. But as yes. we are eating of yeah. the word of God yes. even though we are eating together each yes. word is strengthening each person yes. in where they are supposed Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. So that you can go and function. So that becomes unique because once you understand that, it mm -hmm. makes life very easy. Oh, so yes. that's a question <laughs> some people ask. And others, are, I would ask the question then, when this coming together happens, isn't it a great thing? So some people are just celebrating the coming together. Mm. No, we didn't come together for celebration. Okay. We celebrate coming together, but we didn't come together for celebration. Mm, we came together so for powerful. war. Yes. Which means as we come together, even though we are eating and drinking, it is a war council. Mm. <laughs> it is a war council and we are actually strategizing how to take territory. Mm. If, if the coming together is not for territory, then it is not really worth it. That is dead fish in the water. Mm. So don't be happy that you see leaders together. Don't be. Okay. What you should be happy is that the leaders together are planning something. Mm. That is where we are going. And as we go back, remember at Hebron, the tribes didn't come at Hebron. All of them. The tribes were represented at Hebron, at Hebron. Okay. by men of war. Mm. You begin to see mm -hmm. the cream, the strength of each came together. They were building an army. At that time, they were not settling a nation. Okay. Are we together? Yes. So what is the war? What is the war we are dealing with exactly? All right? So to understand the war, we still go back to Hebron. Okay? And we are going to read Second Samuel 5. 3 to 7, to see what the next step was post-Hebron. Therefore all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 33 years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who spoke to David saying, You shall not come in here, but the blind and the lame will repel you, thinking David cannot come here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is the city of David, <laughs> I mean, like that yes. was something. So you will from not Hebron, come here. <laughs> what is the journey? Mm. Jerusalem. Yes. Who are we going after? The Jebusites. So the question must be asked: What are the Jebusites doing in Jerusalem? Mm -hmm. Good question. <laughs> and who are the Jebusites? <laughs> exactly. So, so now we have to look at a whole new dynamic. Now we know that when you finish meeting at Hebron, what is the next port of call? Mm -hmm. Jerusalem. Okay. So the army now combined. Mm. Notice Jebusite is taken by a combination. Alliance is not individual. No, not tribes. individual. Not individual tribe. Okay. And the reason is we will see something important to see why the Jebusite has to be handled. Even though the Bible then says that David took, took. the stronghold, mm -hmm. that means he defeated the Jebusite. Yes. Truth be told, that is a deception. We'll see why. But before we look at that, let's go a bit back into history and see how is it that the Jebusites are still in. here. Mm -hmm. Yet we know that God had commanded, destroy all, all the giants. In fact, it was a prerequisite for entering the land and for the power being released to produce wealth. So somehow, everybody went into the land, instructions were given, yes. giants were to be destroyed, so everybody was allocated a territory and to deal with a giant. Okay. So the Jebusites are still in Jerusalem. How? 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 <laughs> so let's look at Judges chapter 1 verse 21. The tribe of Benjamin, however, failed to drive out the Jebusites who are living in Jerusalem. So to this day, 
the Jebusites live in Jerusalem among the people of Benjamin. <laughs> now, this is interesting. So the Benjamites were supposed to destroy them, but they were unable to. Okay. And so to this day, <laughs> all right, the Jebusites. Jebusites live in Jerusalem. Now, by now, you should know, Jerusalem is always a picture of the body okay. of the church. Okay. All right? So how is it that there's a stubborn, deceptive giant that still lives in Jerusalem? Mm. And why is it significant when we look at the tribe of Benjamin? Why are they the issue here? Now, let me give a little insight on the tribe of Benjamin. Okay. The tribe of Benjamin is where Saul comes from. Uh-huh. Saul of Kish was a Benjamite. Okay. So that means the last royal family before David came from <laughs> is Saul's family. Yes. Okay. Saul is the former king. And what is happening? The kingdom is being given to David. David. Mm. Why? Because Saul failed to finish the mandate of God. Yes. Now let's go back to the story of Saul a bit in your mind. If you remember, Saul's assignment was to kill certain people. Mm-hmm. Just like his ancestor Benjamin, the first part of the tribe, they always do not complete the mission. Mm. Mm. The Bible says not only did the Benjamins not kill the giants, the Jebusites, the Jebusites yeah. mm-hmm. but they lived with them. They actually accommodated them. Yet they God had already ordered kill them. And I think we have a message on the Jebusites yes. on our channel. Yes. Um, we'll post the link. Yes. You need to watch that so that you understand the more details of these Jebusites yeah. and them dwelling together with the exactly. Benjamins. Exactly. Yes. And now the interesting part is Saul does more or less ends up in the same scenario. Paul has an assignment to destroy the Amalekites and the Philistines. Saul changes his model and starts chasing David. (laughs) And in the end, he loses his kingdom. Mm. Now David has to take over the kingdom. And what is the problem? There's a residue. Mm -hmm. There's a deadly giant residue living in Jerusalem. And David is aware of this. So in a sense, David immediately, as we have seen, carries the entire army, goes and takes Jerusalem. But the thing is, even then, the Jebusites are tricky. Mm-hmm. They're not utterly mm-hmm. destroyed. Yes. And this is now where we want to raise where we are coming from. Mm. And what is our assignment? Now, I want you to understand this, what we said earlier. Okay. Every scripture has a different meaning. Now, the Jebusite has wider application. Yes. We may touch on one or two here. Okay. But our focus of the Jebusite is kingdom economy. So please understand the flow. So even though the Jebusite spirit is prevailing and affecting the entire city. It is living where? In Jerusalem. Meaning, in, in Christianity today, the Jebusite is living among us. Hmm. In the church today, the Jebusite. And that's why we also have to later look at Jebusite. Exactly. So that you understand when you say it's living among us, you look yes. and say, I actually know yes. I'm, I'm harboring one. Exactly. <laughs> and our job is to extract and remove the Jebusite. Yes. Now the difference is that, like you said, this war mm-hmm. is not against flesh and blood. Yes. The reason you can't remove Jebusite is that the Jebusite is not removed by the war model that we know. Mm. David has attempted and partly succeeded, partly failed. Mm-hmm. Because he went attacking the Jebusite. The Jebusite is handled differently. Now David is in a scenario in Second Samuel. And you see that what has happened in Second Samuel 24 is that David, there's a plague in Israel. Okay. Long story short. Mm-hmm. David needs to stop this plague. And he wants to build an altar to the Lord so that he can stop the trade. The, 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 plague. the plague. Yes. But to build the altar, he needs a threshing floor. The threshing floor belongs to a Jebusite who lives in Jerusalem. That's how much they are entrenched in the society Even that they actually property. own. And not just property. <laughs> Prime property. Prime. Exactly where David wants to build. Exactly. The, the most significant place where David needs to build an altar to the Lord to stop a plague. Can you see all the journey? He needs a threshing floor which is owned by a, a Jebusite and David has to negotiate for mm. it. Mm. He mm. can't forcefully take it. Yes. This is interesting. I love what you said. They own, not only do they own, they yes. own Prime. They own Prime. The exact place where David wants to build is where they own. Exactly. That tells you the the level of entrenchment they that are. when this Jebusite came in and decided, I'm going to sit. Yes. Not only did they come and hide in the bushes, they did yes. not go to the forest or to the valleys. They're telling you, my friend, prime area. Yes. And you will come. And let me tell you, by now, if you've been following Kingdom Economy in our conversations, yes. you can already begin to see the pattern. Mm-hmm. Owning prime yes. in the most important places, mm-hmm. 
controlling economy in plain sight. In plain sight. And now when you want it, you have to negotiate. You have to trade for it. <laughs> so let's see what, how this unfolds in Second Samuel chapter 24, verse 20 to 25. When Aruna looked and saw king, the king and his officials coming towards him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Aruna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant to buy your threshing floor? Oh, David answered. So I can build an altar to the lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. Mm -hmm. Aruna said to David, Let my lord the king take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and here are the threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arauna, gives all this to the king. Arauna also said to him, May the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arauna, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen and paid 50 shekels of silver for them. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship of offerings. Then the Lord answered his prayer in behalf of the land and the plague on Israel was stopped. This is a serious interaction. Mm -hmm. An absolutely serious interaction. First of all, let's just get some things in play. Note that the Jebusite owns a threshing floor in Jerusalem. That he just doesn't own a floor. <laughs> that is serious. He owns a threshing, threshing floor. Now okay. let me explain mm -hmm. the picture of a threshing floor in scripture. A threshing floor is a place where destiny is activated. Mm. A threshing floor yes. is where you separate the wheat from the, from the chaff. chaff. It's where you remove your flesh and begin to function in the spirit. Mm. Hmm. A threshing floor is a, is a deadly place. If you remember, Jesus said to Peter, the devil has desired to sift you. Yes, that means he's taking you to the threshing floor. Hmm. But when you have overcome, meaning the threshing floor is an encounter place. Yes. It's a place where you shift from the old mentality to the new. Mm -hmm. It's a place where you access things that you didn't know you could have. Yes. All right? Yes. So it's a picture of any destiny in any sphere of life, a place where one is supposed to separate the old from the, the new. new yes. So this is the problem. He's offering it. He owns it. Yeah. But he's offering it for free. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why would David refuse? And here is the part of the problem why the Jebusite stays in Jerusalem. Mm. Because many people have accepted for free. What does that mean? What does that translate? Now let me explain that. In our time. I'm going to use a number of concepts. Okay. So I'm going to combine the Jebusite's name mm -hmm. so you understand what he's up to okay. and the place where he owns. Yes. Okay. Jebusite means to trample underfoot, to crash. So it's, it's actually an oxymoron that is in a threshing floor mm. because he doesn't thresh, he crashes. A threshing floor is for threshing. Separating. Separating. Yes. But now him, he's crashing exactly and to crash means to yes. destroy exactly mm -hmm. we normally for example yeah when we teach about the wilderness we normally say there is the wilderness and then again there is the desert yes and let me say this this may sound odd but it's true okay had they taken the 14 days from egypt to canaan, to canaan mm -hmm. it would have been a wilderness okay because they missed it, the 40 years was desert. Mm. Listen mm -hmm. carefully to the difference. All right. Because desert is where you die. Mm -hmm. Wilderness is where you are threshed, so you arrive. Mm. All right? Yes. Jesus did not need to be there for 40 years. He went there for 40 days. What did he come back in? Mm. In the power of the Spirit. So the wilderness is necessary it's because place, it's a place of threshing. A place of activating. Yes. Actually, wilderness is where you find your impartational grace. Mm. It is where God moves the old out and puts in the new. Mm. When you return, you return. Listen, you go to the wilderness, led of the Spirit. Yes, yes. Okay? Mm. You come back in the power of, of the, the spirit. spirit. We see the same thing when they're coming from Egypt. They yes. didn't leave themselves there. Yes. It is God who told uh, Moses, yes. take them through this road. I will take you. Now, another thing that you've said. Yes. If they were to go in the 14 days that is the 
normal journey that they would yes. have taken. Yes. It's still a place where God introduces himself to you. Coming yes. from Egypt, you have lost of exactly. who is this you God. You don't know who he is. You have lost it. Yeah. This is a place he's introducing and he tells you, I brought you here so that you may see what is inside of you. Yes. On the other hand, I brought you here so that you may know man, do, man does not live on bread alone. Yes, you're learning the supernatural. You are learning. So this is a good place. No, wilderness, listen, it's a place of vision. It's mm. a place where you see God. Okay. It's a place where you hear God. Wilderness yes. is a good place. It's a place where if you truly are called, before you are sent, there's a transition called wilderness. Mm. Jesus, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Yes. Next place. Wilderness. Then he returns in the power. Wilderness is where you meet the mm. enemy. Yes. You beat the, the enemy. enemy. You arrive in authority to deal with the enemy. To cross over to come to this place of the power of the spirit. That's how you get confidence when you mm -hmm. come back. Yes. Because you know like Jesus, he can now clearly say, the spirit of the Lord is, is upon me. me and I am anointed. You know your impartation. Mm -hmm. You cannot know in your impartation if you did not come through the wilderness. So many people who hear of the wilderness, they always ask, how do I avoid this? How huh. do I not get into this? How do I make sure that I do not go through the wilderness? Because the wilderness, you know, from a church mentality is a place where you're broke, a place where things are not working. You've lost your job. Your business has gone down. Your marriage has broken. But let me ask you, hmm. if we talk about the wilderness, even by reading in the Bible, yes. in that place, God yes. provided for yeah. them. So in that place there was manna. Wilderness is the place where God isolates you yes. from natural Activities, interactions yes. and imparts you with mm. supernatural ability. Yes. Please so it's not a place of brokenness. No. Sometimes when we see ourselves going through, you say, you know what, I'm in the wilderness, that's why I don't mm -mm, have. You're in the Actually, desert. I... <laughs> <laughs> you're in the desert. You, in the wilderness, God provided water, yes. he provided manna, he yes. provided quails, he yeah. provided the La, uh, the light in the day, uh, the shade in the day, the yes. light in the night, God's presence was there. So exactly. you cannot be in the wilderness and yes. say, I can't even hear God. When you're not, when you're not hearing God, My friend, you're in the desert. In the desert. Oh. No and we talked about that, of course, wilderness yes. versus desert. We yes. have a message uh, on our YouTube channel. Yes. Sometimes when I say we have a message, we'll send the, the link. link. Listen, we have many messages. So finding it sometimes takes time. Find the message or, uh, somebody else on yes. the pastoral team yes. look for the message yes. and send it to you. Yes. But we have a message on desert, how to know, to identify. Yeah. Am I in the desert or in, or the, in the wilderness? If you're in yeah. the desert, get cry out. out. <laughs> cry out to cry God out. to get God your Save me. There's no strategy. There's no strategy there. Just yes. cry out. Just cry out. Yes. If you're in the but wilderness, in the wilderness yeah? process. Process. And process well. Process. Wow. That's a difference. The Jebusite wants you to, to be in a desert position, mm. not a wilderness position. Okay. So as long as he owns mm. Mm. right, the threshing floor, yes. he will crush you, not thresh you. Mm. That's the Jebusite. That's the trick. This is one of the but giants. how does he crush? Let me tell you. He's deadly. His strategy is simple. If you see his interaction with David, David disarms him. Okay. The Jebusite strategy is powerful. He says, oh, my king, humble. Hmm. He even bows down before David. Yes. What are you saying? The guy owns territory. Mm -hmm. The guy wants your throne, but he's bowing down to you. And he asked a question. Yeah. Why is my Lord coming yeah. to his servant? Yes. He Why? He should be the one coming to you. I'm going to take a little time to lay out the Jebusite today. <laughs> and I pray that I deliver you if you have a Jebusite spirit. Okay. So it comes willingly. Hmm. But David sees through and he even offers everything David needs. Hmm. Take the threshing place for free. In fact, let me add, what do you want to do again? Mm. Sacrifice mm. to your God. Mm. I'll give you the wood. I'll give you the oxen. Mm. I'll give you everything you need. And listen, may your God bless you. He knows the language. He even knows the order of the offering. Mm. He even knows how the altar is made. That's why he lives in Jerusalem. He has acclimatized. And now he, he is knows the language. so arrogant that he even tells you May your God accept you. I'm telling you. He's now even declaring on yes. your life. <laughs> but what you forget, he still calls him your God. Hmm, not mine, my friend. He's a Jebusite. Thank you. Yes. Here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> the Jebusite always seems to be willing hmm. to make things easy for you at first. Hmm. But then systematically exerts more and more control over your life. Hmm. Then uses the word to control and manipulate you. Mm -hmm. Now, let me explain how deadly that is. Yes. This spirit can work in different levels. Oh, yes. Okay? Like I said, same word. We will go to the economic side. But for a moment, let me spread a little bit about in other dynamics so you can understand. 
the spirit can be on the pulpit. Remember, he lives in Jerusalem. Okay. He knows the processes. Mm. He knows the protocols. He knows everything. Mm. This spirit can be in the community. Okay. Not only on the pulpit. On the community. Now let me show you how it works. Okay. On the pulpit, how does this spirit work? It starts like this. Come and join me. I will help you walk in the destiny God has called you to. Mm. I will activate you. God has called you, gives you a prophetic word. You are great. Listen, I see greatness in you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How does it start? Humility. What you need to do is to be here so that I can help you process. Mm -hmm. So I can grow you and mature you. Yes. Alright? Yes. In that journey, you can end up being crushed. Mm. Until one day you do not know whether you are called, who you are, where you are going. The Jebusite offers circumcision but castrates you instead. Hmm. Makes you a The Bible eunuch. wants you to be circumcised yes. to get into the next level. Yeah. Get the rid of the flow. flesh. Yes. That, that's what it does. Exactly. Get rid of the flesh yes. that you don't need. So when there's no Jebusite speech on the pulpit, yes. it is the leader hmm. who says, I can see greatness in you. Same words. Okay. I can see ability in you. Same mm -hmm. words. But it's always pushing you to excel while removing the flesh. Okay. Not being threatened by you, mm. but seeing your greatness. Okay. Two dynamics. Yes. From the congregation side, it can be those who say, we want to support you. Mm. You know, when they came to sell David at uh, Hebron and said, we are here for you. You know, David answered. Mm. He said, if you be for me, then God be with you. Yes. If, if you are against yes. me, then God deal with you. Mm -hmm. David knew. So you're saying that the Jebusite comes from both sides, but yes. both sides, it always comes in humility. Yes, all right? to begin with. Or su seemingly yes. humble. Offering the okay. best, then begins to manipulate. Okay. So there are people who can come around you, mm -hmm. begin to be part of what you're doing, giving you their time, their energy, their resources, mm. their capacity. But after some time, they begin to query your direction. Mm. They begin to, did you really hear God? You know, this is the way, don't, don't be too harsh. Go in this direction. This is how you should handle us. But because you've already received the threshing floor for, for free, free, I think that's key, for free. <laughs> you suddenly, and many people today are unable to go to Ecclesia because the Jebusite lives among them. Mm. You cannot now move from this place called churches. We know it yes. because the threshing floor is not yours. It's not yours. These guys can decide. It's okay. You're going yes. to Ecclesia. Yes. Every, yeah. <laughs> Step. Exactly. This is ours. This is the very same mm. spirit mm. that Abraham saw when he came from the war. <laughs> same spirit. Remember, these five kings yes. have four kings have conquered five kings, nine kings with all their economies. These guys go even into Sodom and take over. Okay. But you notice they circumvent Salem. Mm. That's they don't the one they did not go. Yet they are conquering kings. Yes. When Abraham has gone to war and is coming back, who is prepared to meet him? A man called? Melchizedek. Melchizedek. But yes. Melchizedek actually, it's almost like he interrupts him. Because mm. remember where he had come from last, Sodom. Mm -hmm. And he's going after Lot. He's coming back and the king of Sodom is waiting to meet him before the king of Sodom meets him. Melchizedek, Melchizedek intervenes mm -hmm. and gives him a cause correction. Okay. Bread and wine? Bread and wine. Yes. Meaning, I sit in the earth. I'm an impartational guy. Okay. And I can tell you the impartation came from that made you succeed. Mm -hmm. Okay. The God of heaven and earth. and earth. And I'm the priest of that God. Okay. He's the one who's given you the breakthrough. And that's why Abraham gives him tithes of all, of all the nine kings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then when he goes now towards the king of Sodom, the king of Sodom offers him a different arrangement. Give me the people. And you see what Jebusite wants? Control. Give me, Give the, me the people. people. Take the things. Same spirit. Take everything. Notice this Jebusite always knows one thing. Yes. If you're not connected to God and you don't have an identity, you yes. always go for things. That's it. You don't value people. That's so it. So it always offers the things because yes. it's almost like when you're in cocky, yeah. all you're looking is for things. So if somebody was to offer you a breakthrough, you do not even be sensitive enough to yes. know I'm being offered something that is that is causing me to lose the higher thing exactly. that God wants me to have. And, and so we must understand that Jebusite is the most powerful of the seven giants, mm. yet the most interactive. Because it's among you. It dwells with you every day. It speaks your language. Listen, it has built among you. Listen, Arana knew the process of the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Knew the order. Knew what the threshing floor was for. Yeah. Knew everything that is supposed to be done. Mm -hmm. Yet, he makes a free offer. 
That's the thing. If you understand that, in the end, what does the Jebusite want? Yes. It wants you in bondage. But what kind of bondage? Mm. The bondage of the Jebusite is the bondage if you're not smart, you enjoy. Mm. It's not a bondage <laughs> when no. you're crying out. This is not where God says, I've had the cry of my people. No. no, this is where you're actually enjoying, even though you're in bondage. Exactly. We have a message, of course, yes. on the Jebusite. Yeah. So if you check the Melchizedek order, you'll get the Melchizedek yes. message. Yeah. And we have the giants there. where we have the Jebusite. Yes. Those messages are there. But I, I think you need to go back and talk about that. Yes. The bondage where you enjoy yes. more than bondage. cry out. And, and let me put it this way. It's yeah? funny that when you look at uh, prophetic timelines, God, I have heard the cry of my people, Egypt. Yes. I have heard the cry of my people, the Assyrians. Mm-hmm. I have heard, I have heard. Nowhere in scripture does it say, I have heard the cry of my people in Babylon. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Why is that important? Because Babylon is deadly. The Jebusite spirit sits in that throne. Yes. Babylon is so deadly because it knows how to interact with Jerusalem. <laughs> it knows how to live alongside. The Jebusite spirit knows how to infiltrate Babylon until Jerusalem until we become more like Babylon. More yes. like Babylon. It's changing the nature. Of, of Jerusalem the city mm. strategically from within using the language of Jerusalem. And that is where the people will not recognize it quickly exactly. because this is this is part of you. Yes. You become so part of Jebusite that even when you speak sometimes you're protecting or pre- um, yes. defending Jebusite yes. in the name yes. of Jerusalem. Fast forward, <laughs> Jesus shows up. Yes. Who wants to kill him? The Pharisees. Mm-hmm. Where do they live? Jerusalem. Hmm. Jesus then weeps over Jerusalem. And hmm. what does he say? You who kills. Look at, look at what has happened to Jerusalem. Hmm. Hmm. The city of peace is now the city that kills the sent ones. So God is sending you a word. You yes. are sending those who are sent yes. to deliver you. He is weeping and saying, listen, if only you knew. Because exactly. right now you've been so taken over by this spirit Absolutely. that now when the people, when God sends uh, deliver us to you, yes. you see them as enemy. There you Your go. interpretation is now what? That's it. By the time Jesus shows up, yeah. there's a temple built mm-hmm. in Jerusalem yes. by Herod. Mm. The Jebusite knows how to accommodate. The temp- and it's still called the temple the of temple Herod. The temple and people are going there. It's a temple of Herod, but <laughs> yes. they're all going there to worship God. Mm. Guys, when we talk about Jebusite, we are talking about yes. a spirit that accommodates you. Thank it's you. not fighting you. It is a listen, by the time you know, yes. I'm controlling you, my friend. Yes. You will be defending me. Yes. Such that today <laughs> when you tell people, when you go to Babylon, this is what to look out for. The first thing people tell you is, hey, no. stop. When it comes to finances, this is how we work. Thank you. This is how we give. This is how we... We even now get our concepts of giving in Jerusalem. From the Jebusite. The Jebusite. Jebusite gave us the model. Yeah. This is so serious, <laughs> if you begin to understand, that yeah. when Jesus, another son of David, shows up, mm-hmm. he discerns the Jebusite spirit in the temple. Yes. He brings a whip. Mm-hmm. He knows what's going on there. Yeah. What is the next thing he does? He walks out and says, this temple will be destroyed. He knows this is not the threshing floor. Mm-hmm. This is not the order. This was given for free. Yes. That's what David said, until it costs me something. Now, the Jebusite is always found in Jerusalem. Please note. Yes. Not outside, mm-hmm. not anywhere else. Always attempting to turn the household of God into his own personal domain. Mm. Where his voice supersedes the voice of God in the name of God. Mm. Say that again. <laughs> Please say that again. His voice yeah? supersedes the yeah. voice of God in the name of of God. So if you speak the word of God, if you declare God says this is what I want you to tell the people. Yes. They defy that word in using God's the name. word of God. Thank you. Guys, we are talking to us That's all a of us here and here. That's and we're saying how many times have you defied the word of God using the name of God? There you go. That, that was the serious. issue. That is serious. That's why the the the, the Pharisees would say to Jesus we sit on Moses' throne. Hmm. We sit on his seat. We have authority from but God. But who are they telling? And then he says, if you knew, you would know me. Yeah? Yeah. So you're telling me. They're telling Jesus. Thank you. That is how arrogant that spirit is. Yeah. And if you remember, it said to David, you the blind yeah, and, and the lame, the lame will, will repel you. Because this thing is saying, listen, this is your throne. You will not come here. You will not sit on your seat. You will not sit on your throne. <laughs> yes. This is how arrogant that spirit is. It's good you say the blind and the lame mm-hmm. will repel you. Yes. Let me interpret that scripture okay. for you. Okay. There were no blind or lame Jebusites. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Stop.
stop i know where you're going with this <laughs> okay what the jebusite had done mm. he had blinded and made the residents of jerusalem mm. lame and he knew they themselves will stop them from coming <laughs> stop let's talk in our language today yes jebusite is already in what we call the believers yes. domain yes Tell us Let me there. tell you, in kingdom economy, yes. we have encountered the blind and the lame. Yes. Under the Jebusite spirit. Meaning, believers whose first reaction to our message, we are being materialistic. Hmm. They are blind to kingdom economy. They are lame. They are lame. They have no economy. Hmm. They are hmm. broke. Hmm. But they'll tell you, this is not of God. Yes. The blind and the lame will repulse you. You won't even come here. In other words, I'll activate a civil war. Hmm. I won't even fight with you. So in this whole place called a tribe, yes. all right, where God is saying, I want hmm. this grace yes. to activate and impart those who are around here yes. so they can be out there to impart others so that yes. the kingdom of God can eh, um, increase. Yes. In this same place, the Jebusite comes, and blinds these same believers. Thank you. Now, this believer, when you're blinded, it doesn't mean you're blind like we know it. No. We are simply saying you're blind to the things of God. That's it. You do not see or know what God is doing in the earth. Yes. Now, when you're blind, you have sight. Yeah. Can we agree? Yes. That even if you come and say in the natural, this person is blind, no, they have sight in yes. their world. Yes. Because if they don't know how to walk with their stick, their stick is their sight. Yes. So you have now sight, but not the sight of God. Yeah. When we talk about the lame, we are talking about a lame person. We say these are somebody who has two heights. Yes. They walk. Yeah, they are unable. Lame. They are unable to function. Yes. Either way, mm -hmm. and, and lameness is in dynamics. The okay. primary lameness is somebody who has got one leg that is dysfunctional. Okay. So it means that their walk is not steady. Mm. It is not clear. Okay. It could mean they have two heights. Mm. That I usually use that term, terminology. Yes. yes. To mean you do not know whether this is their height or, or that. their height. Okay. Their character is not. Mm. ordered. Mm. It may also mean they are limited in scope of movement mm. and action. Yes. So these are the same people now yes. who are repelling exactly. the word that is being said. Yeah. So you can imagine sitting here and saying, wait, am I the blind? Have I been made blind by the Jebusite? Exactly. Am I the lame? Because when the Jebusite says the blind and the lame, it is talking about believers who will arise against the word that David brings to reality. stop it. When Jesus comes and says, you are brought prophets, but you kill them, they are killed by the same yes. people. So we are talking, and here today we are saying, ask yourself, exactly. am I blind, am I lame, or am I operating under the Jebusite spirit to stop what is happening? Exactly. That's a serious thing. And, and, and if we are to expand it further, yeah. metaphorically, mm -hmm. the blind person does not want kingdom economy because hmm. he's a beggar. Mm. Okay. He receives handouts. Yes. Why would I want to change this model? Why would Why do you I want, want to, to tell see me? something that will take me off mm -hmm. of this? Why the would lame, you want to tell me yeah. to go through this whole process? Yes. The lame lives on his lameness. Hmm. It is his economy. Yes. Why would he want to change it? Hmm. So that's the idea that you must understand. So, so again, that's another way maybe to ask yourself. Yes. If I'm not pursuing this word, if yeah. I'm not pushing to to get to the reality of this, hmm. could I be blame, uh, lame, lame, blind, or lame? Yeah. I said yes. blame. Blame both. Both. Yeah. <laughs> am I blind or am I lame? Is it that I'm in a place where I feel it's better you go do it, yes. come and give Bring me. me a solution. You go work out, come and tell me. You go do And that is why in our business, unusual, we said, bring your strength. Yep. This is a good time to check. Am I blind? Am I lame? Am I sitting back? You go work out. Uh -huh. You come and give me. Do you realize when we talk about this, is where you go into yourself, yes. lock yourself up, and have a war with your yes. mind because the Jebusite does not rest to? out there. That's why your eyes need here. to be opened. You need yes. to see. Yes. So like we said, there are wider applications. Okay. But our focal point mm -hmm. is the economic side of things. So now that we want to deal with the blind and the lame, okay. from a TCC perspective, from the mandate we've been given, yes. we want to introduce the concept here of three economies. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to listen carefully based on the backdrop we've given so far. Okay. That you get to understand that, first understand that every kingdom community, I'm repeating myself, yes. brings a special dynamic mm -hmm. to the environment. Yes. TCC, our primary focus is kingdom economy. economy. We are beginning to give you the parameters of that concept to understand where we are coming from. Okay. So you do not interpret it from the old. Mm -hmm. We've dealt with the Jebusite spirit because we are here to dislodge the Jebusite spirit. Oh yes. David, even though he conquered Jerusalem, had to eventually deal with Arauna. Mm. 
and the technology he used is what we have to learn he bought he bought the threshing floor notice the term i'm using he bought he didn't grab it he didn't receive it for free <laughs> he didn't grab it <laughs> yes he yes. didn't take it by force even though he was a king okay he bought it he paid full value full price for it yes. to get it so we are going to learn how to pay full value hmm. for the processes that we are bringing into the economy so that they have authority and they are legal mm. okay otherwise somebody will come and control us mm. otherwise a different system will come and shift how we are going in our trajectory and this is what you talk about the margin of error yes. that if you're now in a new phase where god yes. is telling you yeah. that you are at hebron yes. and you're bringing in grace you're exactly. bringing in uh, to the other tribes yes. the grace of the house the That's kingdom it. economy yes. you start by taking for free from Jebusite you've already messed the up the journey is gone the journey is over journey and is that gone. is where we say we are the generation that says we want to see the word of God yes. become a reality in our life and yeah. we must always look out for the Jebusite yeah. we must say listen in this place we will not have the blind and the lame That's we will it. talk about the blind and the lame so that you receive the word so that you, your eyes can be opened we talk about the lame so that you see yourself and say, listen, I'm not going to operate this way. Oh, yes. Because you are the platform through which Jebusite thrives. That's so it. can you imagine you saying, we're in a new place. God mm. is doing something new, but I am the one who is causing God's things to be stopped. There you go. Can you imagine how serious that is? You are the, yeah. Actually, you are the Judas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here you are saying, always. let us sell. Let always. us sell. Let what us God sell. There's always to... a Judas, a Pharisee. There's always, There's always that. There's a mindset. Yeah. So... Let's introduce three economies. Okay. And why do we say three? Because in, in church language, we only know two. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, let me introduce this and put context to show how blindness works. Okay. There's Babylonian economy, there's kingdom economy, and there is church economy. Notice there's a distinguished position between church economy yes. and kingdom economy. Most people in church economy think they're in kingdom economy. Okay. So we are talking about Babylonian economy, mm -hmm. kingdom, and church. Okay. And I think when you say kingdom and church, mm -hmm. it is time for us, you know when you say seller. Mm -hmm. Why? Because for a long time we thought kingdom and church is the same thing. Yes. As much as we keep sometimes maybe sl sleeping and saying church, we mean ecclesia. Yes. For us, church is church, ecclesia is ecclesia. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about kingdom, you're talking about ecclesia here. Yes. When you talk about church, you're talking about koki, yes. church as we know it, yes. church as it has manifested, church as it, as it has ended up, where we know that many of you watching can be a witness that we are all asking, is this truly what God intended? Is this the church where God says that in this I'm building my church? Is this the one he's building? There's that question. And that's why you'll always hear separating the ecclesia and the church. Yes. All right. And one thing you'll discover when ecclesia emerges, mm -hmm. people who hate church will love ecclesia. Okay. Because the answers are there. Yes. There's, you can see what has happened. Mm -hmm. And some of the reasons that they hate the church are not because of God or Christ. They don't hate Christ. No. They don't hate God. No. They hate the manifestation that claims to represent hmm. God and Christ. The manipulation that has come with the word church. Yes. Because right now, I think even unbelievers are the ones who are identifying these things yeah. more. Where people come and tell you, look at the manipulation. Look at the misrepresentation of God in this thing called the church. So we are separating kingdom and we are saying there's church and there's kingdom. That's so it. Babylon, yes, kingdom, kingdom and, church. and church. So let me start by explaining church economy. Okay. Church economy mm -hmm. is the economy yes. that Babylon allows believers to have. Notice. <laughs> Remember we said Jebusite is in the in, in, in our midst. Okay. Allows. Mm. I know this may offend, but it is true. Okay. It is the economy that Babylon allows believers to have as a smoke screen. Hmm. To keep them from ever accessing kingdom economy. You know what I said? Mm -hmm. So church economy, what you've known for a long time as prosperity message, is an economy that Babylon, not God, hmm. allows the church to have, allows hmm. Hmm. to keep them away from kingdom economy. economy. That's how Jebusite has locked us up. It has basically said, here you will not come. But you know what? I'll give you wood for the sacrifice. Mm. I'll give you... How do I say that? So Jebusite is the one that is giving what we are sacrificing yes. for our God. Yes. And that is where we are saying that if you think of Babylon as a city out there, mm. a people out there, you will miss what we are saying. Yes. There's a spirit that is saying, listen, you're not coming here. The blind and the lame will stop you yes. from accessing the kingdom economy. Exactly. 
Now let me use an example from Egypt. Okay. At the time when Moses says, let my people go, mm -hmm. Pharaoh makes an offer. Oh yes. Oh yes, that's another one. <laughs> he makes an offer, he says, <laughs> what's the problem? Yes. You just want to worship your God. Mm -hmm. I can give you oxen. I can give you cattle. I can Even give you. Them, do it here. Yeah, Why are you here. going? Where are you going? Do I can it, do it here. here. And uh, Moses said, you can't do it here. Mm -hmm. And that's the story for another day on yes. why he said that. Okay. But I want to show you something. Okay. Why did that not, why did he not accept that? Because the issue was not to take a token from Egypt mm -hmm. to give to God. It was to take Egypt's economy. Say that again. Wait. All of it. Okay. <laughs> why did he not come here? That's of course a story of another yes. day. But he's yes. telling them, do it here. Yeah, so I can give you a token. Okay. As slaves, mm -hmm. I'll give you something nice. Because as long as you're here, I'll still be seeing you as slaves. Yes. So even if I give you a corner to go and worship, yes, your God, I'll give you some slaves I'll that I'll give you whatever, mm -hmm. so that you can go and worship. Yes. But Moses saying you don't understand. We want the entire economy. Mm. We're not here for the token. Tokens. We're yes. here for the wealth. Wow, that's good. <laughs> that's good. The Bible says when they left, they plundered Egypt. Egypt. Plundered. Yes. Mm. It is from the plunder notice that God says, let each bring. Who is willing for the to for building of the tabernacle? Yes. So kingdom economy for building the city, the presence, mm. the the dwelling place of God, the yes. people of God. Notice all the terms I have used. Yes. Not a building. Okay. Okay. That economy comes from plunder. It mm. doesn't come from tokens. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Yes. So from that they were told, let each who is willing build. And what were they building? Not a tabernacle. The Bible is very clear. They were mm. building a dwelling place, place for God. Okay. Where is the dwelling place for God today? People. Mm. So what is kingdom economy for? Building mm -hmm. the dwelling place for, for God. God. Building people. Transforming now, I want you to go life. back to something you've said. Although you said you're starting with church economy. Yes. Can I go back to this question? I don't know if you'll answer it here. Yes. God tells them, go and ask. Yes. When he sends them yes. and they go, they go as sent once. Thank you. The minute you receive the word of God and go, yes. you are now not going on your own. You're no, going you're being, not begging. you're actually being motivated, yes. pushed and, and, and um, informed yes. by the word. Yes. This word that is informing you to go and ask, you are now a sent one. Meaning yes. heaven is already back in your activation. And that is why the masters, the women gave them their earrings and their jewelry exactly. and everything. When they were given these things as a sent people, God backing them up. When they go to this other place, God tells them, those who are willing. Imagine. I think in the kingdom you need to hear that. That in Ecclesia, there is no demand demand yes. there is no forcing you yes. to give god tells you i'm the one who yes. gave you i know that yes i gave you with an intention i know that yes. but even when you are going to release it is for those who are willing only those who want to give god tells you listen if you decide you're not going to give yes i'm not going to kill you yeah it don't. is a decision you have made listen and many many, talk about yeah, that, yeah? many believers have not understood yeah it is not in your giving that you've activated power. Mm. It is in your willingness to give. Mm. Please say that again. People don't understand. It is not in? In your giving. Mm -hmm. It is in your willingness to give. He said receive only from those who are willing. He didn't say oh. how much they should receive. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> receive from only those who are? Willing. Not no. those who are giving. No. All of them gave, but there are those who gave and there are those who are willing, willing. to give. Wow. Willing. That's why the power is released. Hmm. <laughs> That's why Paul paraphrases and says, as each has purposed in his heart. That's where the power is released. The purposing, not the giving. Yes, not the, the intent. The, intent. the end result is not yeah. what you are talking yeah. about. The intent, the wanting to bring the change, the transformation, the, the acknowledgement that this is what God gave me. That inner thing is what activates greater power <laughs> that causes multiplication. It is in the giving. And yes. that's why some people will wonder. We've been giving and giving and giving. No, you've not been willing and willing and willing. You have been <laughs> compelled. You have been terrified. You have been scared. You have been promised. Willing. Willing. That's powerful. Willing means the intention starts with me, mm. not with the asker. Mm. And I think also coming to this place where we have touched it and we'll continue touching it because we're talking about kingdom economy. Yes. Where we say that I now know that what I have, it is God who gave. That's it. But do you realize it is these people who went to the masters? It is True. not God who came. It no. is them who went and said, excuse me, yeah. Mrs. So-and-so, Mrs. Yes. Mrs. Farao. Yes. 
Can you give me your earrings? I and use I, my strength. She put it in the African way. Farao. Mrs. Farao, remember these Africans talking, <laughs> and there are many tribes in here. So, give me your earrings. Yes. When I'm doing this, I feel like I put my pressure. Yeah. my energy no. my strategy there I, I i don't see god mm. not understanding you as a slave even walking into these people's houses to ask them for okay wait what are you asking for you're not even you asking me for the things i don't need yes you're telling me remove your exactly. hands and they removed and gave them if you don't see god in the action you will never be willing to give that's it that is the thing that's yeah? it so if you understand that, mm -hmm. now let's go to the church economy. Okay. Where I said that church economy is what Babylon has allowed us. Mm. So we, we even push this. We even have debates that are sad. Tithe, is it before or after tax? Okay, who paid you? Babylon. Who taxed you? Babylon. <laughs> now you're wanting to look at which piece you can take out of that piece yes. to bring to the kingdom. It's mm. called church economy. Wow. It's not to the kingdom. Hmm. And all church economy can do, and I'll be honest, hmm. all it can do is take care of the meeting place hmm. Hmm. and the leaders who lead the meeting. Okay. Maximum. Church economy is so focused on tithe. Yes. All right? And yes. seed. And seed. This tithe you're saying, Babylon has allowed you. Because yes. even when you talk about tithe, tithe and offering, there's, I remember a few years ago mm. when we told people, you know what, when you want to beat mammon, sometimes you face it. Like mm. you look at mammon. Yeah. You know? Yes. Eyeball to eyeball. And you're yes. saying, listen, ask yourself, mm -hmm. you who is watching this conversation mm. from wherever you're watching mm. from, how much is your tithe? That's it. All right? That's it. And these are questions <laughs> if you don't ask, you'll not break out of church mentality. Never. How much is my tithe? And I think this is a question we've asked people and you've said. Look at your tithe and ask a sincere question. How much is that my tithe? And if I don't give it, how much kingdom impact will it have? Why are we saying that? Because until we realize that when Jebusite allows you to have the little, mm. that little it allows you, it's the little that you're trying to fight over. Yes. I'm not going to give my tithe. Wait, stop. Yeah. You're already in the little of the little. Mm -hmm. I love what one um, man of God said, that when you look at a ladder and you look at all the stairs, the church is at the lowest ladder yes. down there when it lowest comes rank. to economy. Yes when it comes to prosperity, when it comes to productivity, when it comes to impact, when it comes to affecting the nations, churches at the bottom. Yes. And if we don't look at ourselves and say, listen, as, lo as long as we remain the church, yes. that's our position. Yeah, and, and this is the thing. So think of what, how, how weak church economy is. Mm. And so, and the Jebusite is smart. When an individual leader within the church economy crosses a certain bridge mm. financially, <laughs> The warfare. The warfare that is involved, yeah? Yes. And, and suddenly the focus point is the poor among him. Mm. That's a focus yeah. point. How can he live like this when, they are, poor when they are poor people like this? But nobody queries how is Babylon treating the poor so badly that that's all they have. Mm. It is as if he's the one who is supposed to be giving them an income. Mm. So stop. Here is the church and the church economy. Yes. When a member of this so-called church yes. breaks through, yes. everybody looks at him yes. as the one who should be sustaining the poor, exactly. maintaining the poor, exactly. providing for the poor. There you go. And if you think about it, if somebody breaks through from this church yes. place, yeah. it's like all the responsibility is thrown on them. Exactly. Take care of this. And In take other care words, of this. the Jebusite is saying, stay within your need mm -hmm. structure. Wow. Don't no threaten my economy. Oh, wow. Meanwhile, that same structure that is querying that breakthrough, querying that church leader who seems to be having an extra car, mm -hmm. the ones who are making noise have 10 cars and nobody queries it. Mm. So Babylon, Jebusite out here, yes. we blind you to what is happening exactly in Babylon by and open your that. eyes to focus on what is happening in the church. Exactly. I think if you talk about the church economy, because that's what we're discussing yes. now, how limited it is, and you said something, maybe you need to go back to it, mm -hmm. that the church economy yes. takes care of the building yes. and the leaders. That's it. Nothing outside of that's that. That's it. And many churches can't manage that. <laughs> Wait. Even paying for the place <laughs> yes, and, and the taking care of the leaders can't manage that. It cannot manage. The few that's, churches, oh. and this is the sad part, mm -hmm. and people hear my heart when I say this, 
The sad part is many of the so-called church systems that are doing great, sadly, many of them have a Jebusite funding. One who can control the operations, the timing, everything. And so the leader has to be led now. Hmm. Hmm. That's, how, that's how weak church economy. And that system that we're talking about is the one is still being attacked by everybody. Because hmm. remember we are saying, the Jebusite says, you will not sit on your throne. I'm yes. not allowing you to come here. I will, crush I will use men and women to stop you from coming yes. here. So when we talk about a church economy where somebody thinks that it is my giving that sustains this place, yes. that's the mentality of the Jebusite. Yeah. It is my giving that makes this ministry go on. And that's why sometimes we even say, if you don't give, we might not be able to meet our needs or anything. Yes. God is looking at you and saying, listen, as long as it is a Jebusite, you can talk like that. And, here's and that's thing. what we call it, the church economy. There you go. Mm -hmm. Now, how does the Jebusite manage this mm -hmm. so well? Okay. Manages it by allowing the church to borrow kingdom phrases and mm. abuse them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the church borrows kingdom economy phrases uh -huh. and assumes that they're operating a kingdom economy okay. because they have borrowed the phrases but they mostly misinterpret them. Mm. Remember we're talking about the church economy yes. and we are saying this is this economy that we have known most of our lives. Yes. Actually because now when God says ecclesia and people are migrating from church to ecclesia it means this is what you've known yes. so whatever we are talking about you're like what else is there, there but of course this is we've really talked about this and i believe we've gone beyond this yes. but we are talking about many people listening to you today will wonder is there another economy there is go. this not what we are supposed to do is this not how we are supposed to live yes. but i think for me when you talk about the church economy as much as we are not telling you to stay on that level there is one thing for me i would wish you here's highlighting that if jebusite is using you you will use your money not just to stop what God is doing, but to limit the movement of the man of God. Because yes. you're funding him. You're yes. the one controlling the messages. You're the one controlling the rebuke. This church, you cannot now talk about this and this because I'm in need. You cannot talk about it. And it is yes. my money you're using to stand on the pulpit. Do you realize here there's no God? Exactly. There's no God yes. here. It is me. And you can use it both ways. Mm -hmm. You can use it by giving it and controlling yes. or by withholding it. Oh. <laughs> If you continue talking like that, you're not going to get this. I'm not going to give. Either way, Jebusite. you're attacking the move of God. Jebusite. Yes. That's for the people who are right now yeah. operating on a church economy. Please, yes. We are still talking church economy. Yourself, yes. And we are saying, please understand. Yes. TCC, we're not called to church economy. Yes. We're just we not. defining it mm -hmm. because we know all of us as we grew over time, we began in the church economy. Mm. But God opens your eyes more and more. And because we've seen something else, we want to bring your sight to it. Mm. Okay? Can I say something here? Yes. And I don't know um, about this. Yeah. We've experienced Jebusite givers. Yes. Where somebody wants to give and control. Manage. And we have reversed Yes. Have you ever reversed money? Sent money back. Sent money back. Oh, very well. When you pick the sound of Jebusite, yes. you'd rather stay without that yeah. project than take for a project where you know from here now it is Jebusite in control. Yes. And this for men of yeah. God, sometimes this that is might be hard for people to But you do. see, you have to know how you're called. Mm -hmm. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.